Everyone, welcome to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and coming to you on the late night airways of WTRK 47.7 are my friends, Lieutenant Commander Eric and Lieutenant Commander David. How you gents doing tonight here on the show? Today, tonight, tomorrow, the morning, the afternoon, whatever it is. How you doing? I'm tired. Welcome. I think we need to hurry this up. Warp speed. <laughs> It's some warp speed. No, I'm doing well. It was a late night last night, and it was a really rough day today at work. So okay. this, is a, this is a welcome conversation here today. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move into the Delta rating uh, since uh, <laughs> since David's ready. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a five, Do some time five, travel. Five minute episode. Just we're just gonna rate it. We're not gonna review it. That's right. And then you can decide. Based you can on decide rating, for yourself. Yeah. You want to watch it. It's a choose-your-own-adventure kind of style episode of podcast tonight. <laughs> Those books were awesome back in the day. Those choose-your-own-adventure. Mm-hmm. I think like the the main ones that I used to read were uh, Goosebumps. Like that's the one yeah. that like comes to mind the most is mm. is Goosebumps. Goosebumps were awesome. Yeah, like there there's probably people listening. They're like, "What in the world are Goosebumps?" And man, I remember having like, do you remember the TV show Goosebumps? Oh yeah, Goosebumps the TV show, heck yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I was reading the books before the show ever came out, and man, like, um, what was it, the haunted mask or something like that? That was terrifying, like a mask just like being stuck to your face and turning you into a monster, basically. Or, um, uh, the oh, Cuckoo Clock of Doom was another one. Um, the the doll anyone with like living dolls those are creepy oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah and there there was one um where like the pets and their owners like switch places basically um man what was that called anyway there there, there, there were just a bunch of like really creepy ones you know like we got away with a lot of nonsense when we were kids I mean we had goosebumps the books from R L Stein. Then we had the TV show. We had Are You Afraid of the Dark, which I remember that show giving me nightmares from time to time. Uh, what was another one? Tales from the Crypt. The freaking Crypt Keeper. Like, apart from the stories. Just the Crypt Keeper, man. Like, in that high-pitched laugh. Yeah. Woo! Glory. Woo! Rough stuff, man. Rough stuff. Well... Um, Eric, you said that it, you, you've, you've got some stuff that you need to, to process. This is a safe space, so we, we can definitely do that. But I feel like you're going to probably need a lot more time with all the drama that you're going through. No, Maybe. It, was just, it was just seventh grade girl breakdown day at school today. All of them, for whatever reason, were just very emotional today and couldn't handle it. And hmm. I'm glad that like I can say... Is there a female teacher that can come and deal with this situation? I am not qualified <laughs> to deal with this. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Lord have mercy. Right? And they do. They're like, yeah, we'll take care of it. And then they come back like 20 minutes later like, oh, why did I get involved? And I'm like, mm -hmm. because I wasn't going to. Yeah. Well, congratulations on knowing your limits, Eric. Even if you do know how to rock a good red cardigan by the way which is which which is uh it's a very good color on you my man it, it, it you're rocking that cardigan very well 
Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned Mr. Rogers last time, so I had to break out the red one. There we go. There we go. Man. David, are you envious of that red cardigan? <laughs> um, if I say no, would it hurt anybody's feelings? No. I mean, I'll get, o- I'll get over it. Okay, well, anyway, yeah, I really like it. It's uh, it's great. Color red's awesome. Cardigans are uh, super fashionable. Love them. I hear they go really good with Converse. You know, it's good stuff. True story. How you no, been, man? How was I, your day? I, I've never been much of a sweater guy in general. Get too hot. Sorry, was that Chase? Were you asking a question? No, I, I'm sorry. I was not asking a question at all. Not not one single little bit. Good. You know, of all the people that should be wearing a cardigan, it should be you, living in the freaking Midwest. I'm just saying. Well, no, we we, we learn how to deal with it. I mean, you would have, you should have remembered this, although you were complaining last week about it being like 75 or something like that. <laughs> oh, it's 75 down here in Texas. I'm so cold. No, it's like you're living remember, in California or something like that. It's like I remember saying my students were complaining that it was cold when it was like 65, and I was like, "This is a nice fall day. This is what late yeah. November, late December, late." What, what time of year is late October, <laughs> early November is supposed to feel like 65 degrees? Next up on Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? <laughs> yes, I am smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> well, how has your week been, David? Uh, actually, not too bad. Um, I wound up getting two separate job offers. Uh, so I'm kind of pondering through that and uh, we'll probably be making a decision on that. So I'll be moving on to a better position, which is good. Um, long weekend. Took a little bit of time off, so I'm just sort of not doing a whole heck of a lot, which is kind of good. But nice. uh, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Very good. Very good. All right. So um Red alert, we're about to go into um, heavy spoiler territory. So territory. If you haven't seen this episode, go watch it um, and come back. Or just keep on listening if you don't really care. That's cool, too. Um, so here we are, episode four of Star Trek Prodigy, uh, which is feels like three. But anyways, episode four of Star Trek Prodigy, uh, Dreamcatcher, uh, which um, I got to say, and this is like the first heavy spoiler, I think, for this. I was I was expecting Chakotay to be in this episode, knowing that uh, Robert Beltran's coming back as Chakotay and just like the name of the episode and knowing his character. I was just expecting for him to show up in like the final like two minutes. Nope, no Chakotay in this episode. So, yeah, um, I, you know, I mean, yeah, I, get, I understand why you would say that, but I think that. Chakotay is a character like let's be honest not the greatest character they really didn't know what to do with him after the beginning of the show um I'm interested in what they're going to do with him in this show but I think looking back it's very generic Indian thing right like he oh he's an Indian and he has his medicine bundle and he goes on his vision quests and he has these things up and I I think that people look back on that and say that's a little cringeworthy right all the things we did with him the generic indian stuff so i feel like 
putting Chakotay in an episode called Dreamcatcher might cause people in this day and age to do a little bit of cringing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll say it again. I'm listening to the Delta Flyers podcast, and we're not doing any cross promotion. I know as much as I talk about it, it's, we're not. But like the two of them are very critical of of the way Chakotay was portrayed as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, have you? Hate to spoil the mood right at the start. No, of the no. No, it's good. It's fine. Um, have either of you heard of the um, the consultant that was used on Voyager for um, for the Chakotay character? No. Okay, so um, I don't claim to be an expert on this, but I've watched too many YouTube videos and Googled too many things to be to to just be just slightly dangerous with this information. Um, so there was the, the story goes that the con, there was a consultant that was hired specifically for the Indian, the Native American, whatever stuff uh, for Chicote's character on Voyager. And I'm probably pronouncing this incorrectly, but the man's name was um, Jamake Highwater. Um, and he was he was um, he claimed that he was of American Indian um, ancestry, particularly Cherokee, and he was hired for his Native American expertise however um, his real name was actually Jackie Marks born in LA of with Jewish ancestry and he was just making all this crap up basically he he was just taking Indian stereotypes and running with it and claiming them as fact and that's why we saw a lot of the things that we saw and why there were uh, largely why there were a lot of issues with the Chakotay character um, in certain cultural circles. So um, just to kind of tie that together with like the Dreamcatcher name of this episode and kind of expecting Chakotay to be here. So um, yeah, it, it's 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 a it, it's a it's a pretty interesting story. There's a I think there's a documentary on it um, either on uh, was it Vimeo or youtube somewhere that you could go watch i mean it's like at least a half hour 45 minutes long minimum um and if i find it i'll post it in the group but yeah um i've he never claimed, heard that story before yeah he claimed he claimed to be of actual um cherokee descent and um, like hey like elizabeth warren sorry dang <laughs> dang <laughs> all right what all right <laughs> All right, we just lost some listeners. Well, I mean that that is that is unfortunately a problem, and that that is actually a very interesting story. Um, you know, our our family lineage can trace back a bit, and it's it's very small when it gets down to where I'm at. But you know, we we trace a lot of stuff back to Cherokee and then the Blackfoot as well. Um, but. Hollywood has never really done Native Americans particularly proud. Um, either you have the over stereotypical uh, cowboy and Indian shoot him up, or you interject a white guy. And I like The Last of the Mohicans, but what did they do? They interjected Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Day Lewis, who's amazing. Who's amazing. I mean, yeah, it's great, but it is what it is. And, um, 
uh, uh, Dances with Wolves, you interject a white guy, Kevin Costner. Uh, so it, it's never particularly been done a, a ton of, of justice, but yeah, the the Vision Quest, the Vision Quest stuff always did feel a little. I don't know. Even then, it felt a little weird. Because it, if it, and Eric, you probably uh, didn't he have like some device or something that he was using? Yeah, he, I don't know. Correctly? It was like a hand, like a hand device that he just like pushed his yeah. fingers on and it helped. I don't know what it did. If it like it was like psychotropics or something to like help him that might even that's stereotypical even saying that probably but i don't know what it did but he touched his hand on it right yeah you you know uh, then i i I think what i think uh the 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 tribe that they associated chakotay with was like central american though yeah it it wasn't it wasn't north american yeah and that's an entirely different that's an entirely different thing than yeah. North American tribes or Central and, and South. Um, that, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, uh, uh, we were talking about like the Daniel Day Lewis's, the Kevin Costner's, and stuff like that, and how um, it's not handled particularly well in Hollywood. Uh, I, I think I was telling you all about this last time. When um, when Eric was going cowboy on us, that um, one show that we've been getting into, uh, really been enjoying, has been Yellowstone, and um, Gil Birmingham, who plays um, uh, Chairman Rainwater for the Broken Rock um, Reservation, basically the Broken Rock um, Confederate Tribes or something, Confederated Tribes, something like that. Um, anyways, he is actually of um, a significant. It's a pretty significant percentage of Comanche descent, and you see him um, playing like the chairman, the chief, whatever of of his tribe in in Yellowstone. Um, and even with, um, I'm, I might get some looks from the guys on this one, but I believe he was also in um, the Twilight series um, as uh, one of. They, I think they were of like some kind of like native descent as well, if I'm not mistaken. So the werewolves. Yeah, apparently. Mm. Um, yeah, Taylor Lautner's uncle or something like that in the in the movie. So I was looking up his IMDb and I, I'm like, Twilight, really? All right, cool. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I know well, people. Is out Gil there. Birmingham the same guy who was in Dances with Wolves? And that show, like the show Longmire. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, you know how I'm like. Yeah, I yeah. Um, there, there are there are a couple of a couple of people native, that. Re- there are a couple of native actors as, that like, yeah that kind of uh, get. I actually loved Longmire. Longmire, Longmire was, was fantastic. Was a good show. Well, that that had uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah. Uh, no, Graham Greene is the uh, who I'm thinking of, who was in Dances with Wolves and Longliner. Okay. Graham Greene, routinely he's he's a, Graham Greene's a total that guy, I call him. Like <laughs> you don't know his name, but when you see him, you're like that guy, that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> oh yeah, he was. Um, yeah. He's in NCIS okay, yeah. LA. Um, Transformers: The Last Night. 
Oh, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> uh, he was in House of Cards as uh, Daniel Lanigan. This yeah, is all yeah. Gil Birmingham, by the way. Yeah. Oh, Gil Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the the various Twilight movies, <laughs> Nip Tuck. Um, yeah, bunch of them. Bun- bunch uh, of different ones. An, an, another guy who's been in a ton, uh, Wes Studi or Studi. I don't remember how you say his last name, but if you yeah, look yeah. him up and see his face, yeah, he's he's, he's in and he's in Avatar. Wes Studi, yeah, right. Studi, he was yeah. he was um, he's been in a lot. He was the chief. I mean, you don't recognize him because he's blue in Avatar, but he was like the chief of the of the the Ometakaya, the Navi people. Oh really? Him. Oh yeah. oh that Avatar. I was like, yeah, not the people. last Airbender, not the last Airbender. Yeah, I was about to say, like, Avatar, man, like, Avatar <laughs> State, really? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the last Airbender. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. So yeah, I was I was just expecting to see um, Chakotay in it, but um, I know we're going to be getting we should be getting him in pretty soon, um, along with a few other characters with his ship. Or yeah, we're almost wh- halfway through this season. I know. Which is crazy. <laughs> I know. There's only six episodes left. Um, which, yeah, like next week is episode five. Yeah, and there's ten episodes. It's it's wild. Um, so, anyways, like n- name aside, um, we've we've escaped being um, eaten alive by by a, a collapsing star. Essentially, and now we're we've been learning. We've getting learned real good by Janeway on how to plot a course, how to do different things with the well, ship. What was it Eric's favorite part? You got a got a captain's log. Captain's log. Yeah, it was he a lost right log. over that. <laughs> <laughs> no, captain's logs are a fundamental part of what makes Star Trek Star Trek, as far as I'm concerned. Right? It might be something super simple, but in the original series. There are three episodes that do not have a captain's log at all. Like, so it is a fundamental part of the history of Star Trek. And it is something that is so simple to do that it baffles me that Discovery is just like, nope, not going to do it. It baffles me that Picard as a show can't do it. I know he's not the captain of anything. But he could do personal log, whatever, start it, whatever, whatever, whatever. We're on our way here. It's something that is so simple. It just baffles me that New Trek doesn't want to do it. And so when I see it in Discover, and not Discover, in Lower Decks, it just, it feels good. As much as I don't like Lower Decks, <laughs> to start the episode with a captain's log feels good. And to start this episode with the captain's log, start a, I'm not really quite sure. <laughs> but Janeway says I should keep a log of everything that I'm doing. Yeah. So here I go. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. And it was, it like, it was appropriate to the situation. Right. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They're making this crap yeah. up as they go. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Eric. I knew there was a captain's log, but I mean. You just glossed over it. 
Yeah, we're not going to yeah, talk that, about that. That was one of the first things that I thought of when it, it kicked off. It's like, oh, I bet Erica's going to like this. I part did of think it. that actually. Like, Eric, <laughs> Eric's going to really eat this crap up. Here we go. Right. Yeah, we I, go. we've only been talking for like two years. You you know how I feel about this stuff by now. <laughs> got to have a captain's log. <laughs> got to have a table. Yep. Yep. Those you got to have those things. <laughs> How do we know that Eric's going to like a particular episode? Was there a captain's log? Was there a table talk involved? There was hey, both. I'm Hello. a simple. I'm a simple guy with simple <laughs> pleasures. Like making me happy is not that hard. Oh, Give me a pie. captain's log. Sit around a table talking. <laughs> and a story that is reminiscent of several other episodes of Star Trek. doesn't have to be, but that might be a bonus. I mean, I'm just saying, but it was. <laughs> totally was, though. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, well. It's so, not a it's not a gripe, by the way. It was just like, oh, this felt very familiar. How much Star Trek can we put in this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, how much? <laughs> can we use Star Trek as a verb? And how much Star Trek can we Star Trek? <laughs> Okay, so uh, we're learning all these things, and uh, Janeway pops up and basically says, "Hey, there's this, there's this Class M planet, and uh, you got to go do the thing." And uh, Doll being like, "Class M, I want a Class A," <laughs> having no freaking clue what <laughs> what Class M actually means is fantastic. I don't know if any, I don't know if anyone's like actually looked up what the different classes mean. At well, all. I mean, Class M is Minchara class. Class Y is Demon class. Mm -hmm. Those are the only two I know. There was um, I looked it up at one point. It's been a while. I didn't look it up for for the show, but um, anyways, it's just based on like what the the atmosphere is essentially, right? Like we know about like a demon planet, demon class planet, from like the episode called Demon. demon. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, so yeah, we have to go. We have to go explore. We have to go um, collect information because that's what that's what we do. That's how we do it. And uh, Dal's being like Dal's being really, really, really apprehensive about doing it because again, it's the man coming down on you. Like, why do we got to do what someone else is, what someone else says? And uh, Janeway just has to throw a wrench. Like, well, you are cadets after all. So if you don't do this, well, bad things are going to happen. I'm going to have to report you. Which I thought was kind of... Eh, it was a little funny. It was a little Who's funny. Who's she going to report him to? Exactly. Who are you going to report yeah. to, lady? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, uh, like we talked about in the last episode about this program obviously being adaptive. And yeah. it kind of... I feel like it's sort of learning a bit of maybe what pushes the crew's buttons, so to speak. And although Dell is trying to rage against the machine, he he is also afraid of the machine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So he, his motivation would be, well, I mean, if you don't want me to tell the principal, you know, then, uh, you know, just do it. Just, like, go explore the neat planet in, in our Land Rover over here. It'll be great. Um, but I will I will add on one other quick thing. I do like that 
we're not having a running gag of them not knowing how to pilot the ship. Like they've learned stuff in between episodes. So we don't have to have the, oh, what button do I push? Well, the pew, pew, pew. It was funny once. It won't be funny ten other times. So I, I do like that they're actually going more of a route where they are capable of learning. They are learning how to utilize the ship and yeah. all the systems and everything. So that's uh, that's welcome, I would say. I did think it was a little funny, like to your point, David, that um, that Jenkin Pog uh, just accidentally leaned on a button and um, and fired something off. That, that, I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. So we get this briefing on uh, like away mission gear, basically. Man, this stuff is like shiny. Like a lot happens in five years apparently in the in the twenty fourth <laughs> century. Good grief! Like like those type one happen, phasers. A lot happens in five years in the twenty first century. I mean, I I mean you're right, but like good grief, like. Like how the tricorders look, how the yeah. the Type One Phaser looks. I mean, I'm not complaining. It's, they were gorgeous looking, but I mean, just like looking at what we had uh, at the end of, I mean, the end of uh, like Deep Space Nine and Voyager, like just what the Type One. Fa- I mean, even um, not even that, but like even in um, Nemesis, right? Like a year after everyone gets back from the Delta Quadrant. Um, like you have like the type one phasers, which I think were like typically called like the um, the serpent uh, serpent style ones, just because of like the curved handle and how it, how it looked and everything. Um, to now we have like a mostly like digital kind of interface taking up like what a third, two thirds of the phaser basically. I don't. I, I liked it. I'm not complaining. I thought it was. I thought it was gorgeous. Random random phaser related question. Do you guys like like the you know the whole like TNG sort of like you said serpent or like where you actually have like a handle to hold on like it's a like a gun? Oh, you like which like- one? Which one do you think would be like more comfortable to you? Well, I don't think a phaser has kickback. Right, so you don't need like. Well, the I mean, handle. hey, don't don't tell don't tell JJ that, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you need the handle. So I think the ergonomics of the the curved handle make it nice to wield. Maybe I don't know. I mean, like, with, well, with um, like next gen era stuff, like just in how it, how it developed, uh, we went from like basically like a garage door opener to a dust buster yeah. to. Um, what what's that called? <laughs> like a, like a Venus Razor, <laughs> a basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went from a garage door opener to a dustbuster to a women's razor, basically. No, although I do like the look of the original series, like it's more like an actual gun. Right. Right. And then obviously the Enterprise is like a full blown out gun, their phase mm-hmm. pistol. The oh the phase rifle, no yeah. the phase pistol in Enterprise. Oh, an Enterprise. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah phase it's pistol. Yeah. Actually, like a gun. Yeah, yeah. I so to answer your question, David. I mean, 
I don't know, like, I mean, part of it, like, I mean, I guess, like, us being, like, these lowly, not as evolved, 21st century humans, like, the gun... It, it, it comes down to, do you want to pull a trigger or do you want to press a button? That's all it comes down to. Do you want to pull a trigger or do you want to press a button? <laughs> or an interface in this case. <laughs> For I me, mean, I want to pull a trigger. I don't know. The button just... I don't know. Doesn't give you as much satisfaction. No, the, the Dustbuster doesn't give you that much satisfaction. Nah, nah. Yeah, I'd try and program it to kick back to you know just just like and have a little twirly thing. It's like, ooh, I want it to twirl. Ah, that's a stun twirl, you know. Yeah, that was fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like I like I mean I do like the TOS and the TOS movie era um, phasers. I mean I I like them. Um, I just think, I don't know. I like the, the look of them, but I wish it had like a better like attachment than just like a Velcro, Velcro to you, like a sash or something around your trousers. You know what I'm saying? Like at least like the with pouch like the, they put them in. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to like the pouch, like that they had like on the, on the eighties and nineties stuff. Right. Like with your, with your garage door opener, your dust buster, your, your whatever. So. And your tricorder. There's only so much you can do with either a jumpsuit or a or a two piece without a belt. That's right. Wow, here we are, guys. This is this is great podcasting right here. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about our little like um, away mission debriefing or whatever. So yeah. zero pulls out a tricorder. Wow, I'm already reading a gaseous substance. That was me. Uh. <laughs> like I like listen. I know this is a kid show, right? But like, body humor jokes, poop jokes, fart jokes—they don't do anything for me. I mean, I actively dislike those types of jokes. So like, listen, you got one. You got one fart joke, right? We don't need fart jokes in the next episode. <laughs> Right? Like, Lower Decks did it sex jokes. Right? Okay, one episode, probably I could have lived with one episode sex joke. But how the entire season became sex joke after sex joke after sex joke. Prodigy. I know it's already done. And I know there's no chance in hell Dan Hageman and his brother, whatever his name is, are listening to this. But you got one fart joke. You don't get any more. You got one. <laughs> Look, man, whenever whenever that was happening, I wasn't even thinking uh, about Jenkin Pog at all. Like I thought she was like scanning herself. <laughs> and like was like like that and then like the joke came like, oh, okay. Like I giggled a little bit, but like that joke didn't land as well for me. And I'm okay with like with a fart joke but it's got to land right you know what i'm saying like it's just got to like sit there got to be able to waft it you know let it linger i'm not, I'm not really i'm not really a jenkin pog fan and i also don't like the fact that he always has to say his name yeah i'm not a fan of third person talking chase doesn't yeah. like it when eric speaks in third person yeah yeah the look if y'all could just see the look on Eric's face right now oh my goodness 
<laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I just, I, I just no, I mean, it, just to drive the point home because I really enjoy that. Um, a lot of these characters have already shown like developmental layers. Like there are layers to them. There's more to them that we're going to learn. What are the layers of Jankum Pog? You know, he's he's kind of a you know a, I don't know like a comic foil or something, but just like low grade humor comic foil. Pretty much, yeah. This is me nodding my head. Yes. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll get more. But yeah, so far he that's all he seems to be. Mm-hmm. Why was he wearing a uh, like a suit? By the okay. way, okay. Uh, uh, Did I, I miss wanna, that? Uh, no, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. This is really important. Okay. Okay. Just Let's talk because, about it. just because a planet has a breathable atmosphere, doesn't mean you should just walk outside without an environmental suit. I mean, have you ever read or listened to? The War of the Worlds, or seen a yeah. movie version of The War of the Worlds? Yeah. Right? Well, spoiler alert, how does it end? Well, the Martians succumb to a bacterial virus. That's how they die, because their humans have, you know, built up an immunity to this, and Martians haven't. Right. I don't know if you've seen any of the, the new alien movies, like Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Nope dumbest scientists ever like these people are the dumbest scientists ever the entire movie all the problems could have been solved keep your keep your environmental suit on keep your helmet on just because a planet has atmosphere and you can breathe doesn't mean that there aren't bacteria and parasites in the air that can get it in and infect you like this drives the hell out of me Right? When I see scientists acting dumb, like, I think this is the joke. I think this is why he's wearing this, is because it's trying to be a joke about, hey, just because a planet has air doesn't mean we should just beam down to it. Yeah. True, True, but I know we've got the the transporters that can do our biofilters and filter out all of the stuff, but there's an entire Voyager episode where the biofilters don't work and a virus gets onto the ship and it like becomes a macro virus. Yeah. Did I miss something? Okay. Like, I mean, I watched this episode two times and I feel like an idiot even for asking this for everyone in podcast land to even hear. Was there an explicit reason why they had to land the protostar instead of just beaming down? Like uh, any like away mission, use their fancy, fancy, you know, Land Rover thing. I know the, and I know apparently. the reason. I know the reason why. You want the reason why? Because the plot demanded it. I mean, is that it? Because the end of the episode's plot demanded that the ship be landed. Okay. <laughs> right? no, I, like, I, I thought about that. I thought about that too. I didn't really, didn't really I mean, get why they. Does the ship it. not have transporters? I mean, we saw it building a shuttle pod last week in like five minutes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would. It it didn't make any sense to me. Like, why, why are we we landing the ship? I mean, just because you can land it doesn't mean you should. I mean, and then we see why you shouldn't land the ship um, over the course of this episode, in particular. 
Um, but of course, we have to have like another version of an Argo to be able to drive around in. Uh, oh, yeah, that was definitely a Nemesis thing. Um, the Runaway. What did what did Janeway call it? Uh, the Runaway. No, but like a butt grabbing handle or something. Oh, oh, my my which... and my per and my my absolute per, uh, favorite part of this, uh, uh, butt grabbing handles. Like hold yeah. on to your butt. Hold on to your handle. butt handle or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the oh the oh crap bar in your car, right? Mm-hmm. Oh crap! Yep. <laughs> like I'm gonna hold on to that thing. <laughs> I think I might have used that at least um, like you know one two three times whenever I rode with you. Definitely your brother. Like whenever I rode with your brother, like a, f- a few times. Oh my gosh, man! Chase, I seem to remember there was a time when you were driving a car, and we got into a wreck with somebody else coming around the bend. Oh, they're at the camp on on service yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I never got in a wreck with you in the car as my passenger. Dang man! But you got in a wreck with me as a passenger. Look, man, there was snow, there was ice. Okay, there was snow and, and ice on that and hill. And we were and we were going downhill. And we were going downhill. Yeah. And the guy stopped very suddenly. Yeah. In the middle of the road. In the middle of the road. Like an idiot. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Let's bring up 20-year-old stuff. (laughs) Man, you really need to get that off your chest, didn't you, man? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you brought it up. You brought it up. (laughs) So, um, I mean, after this, like, it just really just takes off really quickly for the most part. Um, I think um, because like they're all like occurring at the same time uh, with what's what's what what's taking place. Um, so they step out. Jenkins Pogs in his like EV suit. Um, people are like the, like Rock Talk and um, Zero. Um, they're they're all just like taking in the scenery, wondering what to do next. Apart and you know Janeway's like be back in an hour essentially. Um, and Dal just grabs grabs the 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 runaway and just starts hauling and getting the heck out of dodge and that's when we start to really understand what this the 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 title of this episode is all about of Dreamcatcher. um very very much on the nose i think with this this episode name so we have rock talk who's going off she runs into some bunnies like some no, no, purple she bunnies she runs into some porgs those are porgs <laughs> You know, like, I wasn't David, thinking... you'll back me up. Those are porgs, aren't they? Yeah, no, they're, they're pretty birds. porgy. They're what? angry birds. I, I was mean, thinking angry birds. Like, they're these roundish... I like, immediately thought porgs. Whatever. Whatever they are. These bunnies, these porgs, these angry birds <laughs> that Rock Talk comes across. And then we have uh, Jenkin Pog eventually, who's splorin and he comes across like um, a hut of sorts with um some stew on a fire which is just kind of random let's go into someone's random house and take their stew that sounds like a isn't great that, idea isn't that goldilocks isn't oh, yeah. that goldilocks it is goldilocks very good you you know using, your story using your he- also using your helmet as a soup bowl exactly exactly well, why not because then you're just gonna put your helmet right back on after you eat out of it oh, right yeah. Leftovers to go. You got a little doggy bag right there. (laughs) Why carry it when you can just wear it? Come on now. (laughs) Hey, Eric, if that were pudding, you know you would have done that to your helmet too. Good old chocolate pudding from a number 10 can. You would have done that to your helmet. I got to eat it out of my hand. Eat it out of my helmet. 
Because I'm not taking my helmet off on a strange new world. Is like You don't know Captain what kind Pike? of bacteria and viruses and stuff are out there. Just because it's got air, atmosphere, right. oxygen, nitrogen, doesn't mean take your helmet off. Yeah. And then we have Zero, who's buzzing around, um, actually using her tricorder. Or it's Is using Zero its... a girl? I, I'm sorry, it just... it. I, I just say that automatically, I'm sorry. And then you have Zero, who's using their tricorder, um, and boom, actually doing the work that they're supposed to be doing, and finds this labyrinth. And what is uh, what leads them to believe is um, like part of the ship, or leads leads Zero to believe is, is part of the ship at the center of this labyrinth from um, um, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, basically. It's a reference apparently Eric doesn't understand. That's okay. That's fine. That's um, the one with the, the tournament, right? That, that Yes. Very good. Yeah, That's the one where I Cedric haven't... gets bodied. Ten points to Hufflepuff because I'm convinced Eric's a Hufflepuff. Eh, maybe he's a Ravenclaw. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not the hero and I'm not the villain, so I'm not one of the two main houses. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Um... <laughs> And Dal, he comes across, um, you know, uh, members of his of his species. And uh, while all that's happening, Gwyn is uh, breaking up out of jail, breaking up out, out the brig and doing some other stuff. But we'll come back to, to Gwyn here in a second. Uh, this is all not what we think it is, right? It is not bunnies. It is not soup um, in a pot over a fire. It is not you know, a maze or, you know, being with your family. These are like psychedelic weeds, basically, that are making you believe something that's not actually there to essentially trap you. But I actually had to, I had to, um, I know y'all don't, um, aren't watching this like with a little one or anything, but I had to like put my hand up over my daughter's eyes uh, at different points in this just because of like how creepy uh, Janeway is. So we have this like psychedelic dream state Janeway that shows up by Dal and his quote unquote family. And I don't know like even how to describe it, but like just gets like super creepy and like almost like Final Fantasy villain-esque uh, when it was all said and done. Yeah, it was it was a little, little Halloween-y. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. A little spooky. The, the imagery was a little bit uh, darker imagery than you would think a Nickelodeon show might have. Yeah, even for a Y7 rating, I thought it was kind of creepy for, for Y7. So, um, anyway, all this stuff is happening, and I believe it's Dal who's the one that um, is the first to realize all this stuff, and starts to go to to round up the crew and uh, get everyone back together again essentially um and where do, where do we want to go from there guys well i, mean, what... I, have, I have a question do you yeah. is do you think that this is like a living planet or do you think that this is just an organism on the planet because we've seen kind of the same like we've seen i i, I go back to the the enterprise episode called rogue planet 
right? Which is like the living planet, isn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And but and then I think we've seen other episodes. None come to mind right away, but of like just an organism that lives on a planet. So what did what did you guys think? I'm just curious. I don't think it makes a difference. But did you think this was a living planet or was like an organism on the planet? I mean, I, I kind of took it as, I mean, you have a rock, but the organism is so integrated into everything that, I, I mean, where does the planet stop and the organism begin type of deal? Okay. And you, you mentioned episodes. I, I, I thought about this while I was watching it, and then I just thought about it now, and I had to look up the name because I didn't remember the name. Not Star Trek related, but did either of you ever watch The X-Files? Yes. Yes. There's an episode called Field Trip where Mulder and Scully find the two skeletons, and then they get basically walloped by like some spores. And they have their own little little trip, and like Mulder, he's like, "Oh, I found an alien. It's like right here." And he has his little alien buddy like come out of his room. I don't know if you don't I, remember that one. I just remember the spore tripping. <laughs> but they were but they were basically underground, and they were being digested. Oh yeah, by, yeah, 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 by the spore. Yeah. And it, it kind of, it kind of made me think because like in this one, it seems like they're just being eat, eaten by the planet, and like Rock Talk. You know, with her little porgy things, was basically just like being drawn into the ground, essentially. Yeah. So this, um, speaking of X Files, I can't remember the name of it. Um, I want to say, David, it's a season one, maybe an early season two episode of X Files, but it's the one where uh, Mulder Scully. Uh, go and investigate um, like a, a, a U.S. forest like clear-cutting kind of project and um, these bugs yeah. like kill people mm -hmm. type of thing. That's what kind yeah. of like it reminded me of. Um, definitely. I definitely know that. And, yeah, uh, I, I was watching. I, I, know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was watching I was that looking up for Field Trip I'm out on IMDb looking up X-Files right now. Season one, episode twenty. That's what you're thinking of. Loggers on. Yeah. Uh, what was no, the name of it? Uh, Darkness Falls. Yeah. Loggers working yeah. unleash thousands of deadly insect-like creatures that paralyze and cocoon their victims. Yeah. 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 Good, oh, episode. yeah. good episode. I mean, Monster of the Week episode, I mean, pretty good. Exactly um, what the X Files was. That was what I was thinking of, but um, to answer answer your question, Eric, I was thinking that yeah it's it's um like that's how the planet is um much like the the living planet ego from the marvel comics uh which mm. we kind of get um uh, some semblance of it in guardians of the galaxy volume two um played by kurt russell who plays ego um so i mean that that's what i was thinking of for the most part and one thing I didn't want to, I don't want to gloss over this, but this is, they call this the Herogen system. Yeah, I, I have a problem with that. Like, I, you're name dropping a race to try to get people interested, but like, that's really antithetical to like the entire idea of the Herogen, 
Like they don't have a system. They don't have a home. They're just nomads. Like the very first time when we get on a Herosian ship, they show like its flight plan and it's like all over the place. There's no Herosian home world, home system. That doesn't make sense. So just humor me on this for a second, Eric. But what if, big what if on this, what if this was like their their planet of origin for whatever reason and the biology, the whatever of the planet evolved so much that it drove the population away from this star system because of what we're seeing in this particular episode. Yeah, but how, two things. How would a humanoid species evolve on a planet like this, for one, and how would the Federation know that? They're, like their contact with the Herogen doesn't seem like this would have been information that was shared. That's true. Maybe there was a, and I'm not trying to be flippant, but maybe there was like a, an off-screen kind of thing. Like for example, like with Neil. Sure, I mean there okay. could have been. I mean. Ne- Neelix was supposed to be like a guide uh, for the crew on Voyager, so perhaps he knew something that he mentioned off-screen that we didn't see. Um, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm jumping around. I'm, I'm trying to headcanon this, but uh, wh- whether it is actually connected to the, the nomads, like the Herogen that we know of from Star Trek Voyager or not, fine. Um, if it's just one pure coincidence, cool. Um, maybe there's a third option in there of what if the Herogen themselves knew about this planet and they adopted or they took on their own name because of what this planet did to people that came to it. Like they adapted, they took over um, and decimated, whatever. I don't know. I don't, that's a theory. I mean, it seems more just like name dropping to me. Well, and, and isn't that kind of been the problem, though, with a lot of stuff recently, trying to put as much Star Trek in Star Trek? You know what I mean? So while that could definitely be a viable theory, aren't we a little, maybe a little shell-shocked from everything that's gone on lately where we're just trying to retroactively put as much yeah. in as humanly possible? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, we've we've been get, we've been inundated with name drops of stuff for uh, really the last two years, particularly with uh, with what we've experienced with lower decks. Uh, love it, hate it, leave it, whatever. Um, that's just the reality of what we've been dealing with with that particular show in general. Um, and and of course we've had it with 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 Discovery as well, and, and some with Picard. Um, but we still have we still have more of the story that we need to talk about. Like we've kind of ignored Gwen. I mean, Gwen was in the brig. She essentially breaks out because she can telepathically connect to um, the liquid jewelry that belongs to her. Power or something. I don't know what mm-hmm. it was. That, I don't know what's going on with with that. We need more explanation because I feel like Gwen. You know, David, you mentioned earlier on this show, episode that we've seen some kind of character development from people, but. I don't feel like we've seen much development from Gwen. I don't feel like we have. Like, she was an interesting character in the first episode, through the first two episodes, whatever you want to call it. But since then, she's just basically been prisoner trying to escape. 
and I don't feel like she's learning anything in this time when she's a prisoner. That's just my perspective, and I don't feel like she's changed very much from the end of the first episode through these last two episodes. I mean, I think she's definitely been backseated uh, for sure, but there again, yeah, she's also been in the brig. Yeah. She's not really part of the crew. I mean, I have to imagine that the whole point is for the longer trek here would be that she becomes a part of the crew in some form or fashion, right? right? And there you can have an arc to how she got to that decision. Um, you know, she you saw a little bit of her her empathy um, that she showed the little cat thing uh, to Rock Talk when, you know, Rock Talk was on her about, you know, I don't feel like doing a super high anime voice right now. It's 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 a little late for that. But, you know, j- just how, how Rock Talk can, uh, confronted her with, um, you know, what had happened or why the people were there. They weren't criminals, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the point more is to get the existing crew more screen time, but... Yeah, I assume we'll probably get more out of her. Well, though, yeah, I, I think we're, so. but I just I don't think so we've too. gotten it yet. Yeah. Eventually. Eventually, yes. Um. So what we, so just kind of taking a po- a quick pause from what's going on, on the planet. So essentially, what happens in very quick succession is, um, Gwen, is. Essentially, tries to hijack the ship, and in doing to make things a little bit easier for her, she presses some buttons to kind of retweet, kind of reset, kind of do something to make a more compliant hologram Janeway, basically, um, and to open open a channel to get into contact with her father, the Diviner, uh, to kind of tell them, "Hey, this is where we're at. I have the Protostar." come and get it type of thing and that's where things start to dovetail and and kind of merge back together essentially i don't want to like do i'm not trying to like gloss over it but just it just comes together really quick i mean this is a 24 minute episode for pete's sake um and just like the rest of the crew were experiencing their their dreams their realities being altered she believes for a hot second that her father the diviner had gotten to the planet like in a really quick hot second just out of clear nowhere um, to, to meet up with her and to get the ship when in reality it's just another of like the viney spory psychedelic thing um, manifesting as her father the diviner um, and they're all trying to leave the, 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 the runaway with the four folks plus Gwen they're all trying to escape um, Murph is stuck in some stuff and the the protostar is overtaken they can't get back to the ship and they're stranded and it's basically a to be continued kind of story that's it right yeah essentially that I mean that's yeah, essentially pretty it pretty much yeah like so I mean we're gonna have I mean you've yeah you've stranded us all on this thanks a lot Gwen appreciate it do you think um, we'll be do you think we'll be so, stuck I mean, we're gonna, here I mean for the rest of the season or what do you think how long do you think we'll be on this planet if I were a betting man 
I would guess this. Okay, I know we're not we're not a theory channel, but this is my theory. Jan Hologram Janeway is going to get activated. She's going to do some kind of like SOS beacon. Chakotay and company are going to show up, and that's how he's going to be introduced into the show. And they're going to work together on getting the protostar back and having more support. So I think that we'll be on this planet for sir, up and up through at least the next episode, maybe the episode following. Okay. That's fair. That's my That's guess. Fair. What are y'all's thoughts on that? I don't really understand why we need Chakotay in this series. Oh. Like, no, I mean, no offense, I just don't really understand why we need additional characters. Like, can't this just be like a rookie cruise trek through the stars? How many times do I say this? I feel like I, I feel like I always bone down on this exact same thing for like every show we talk about. Why can't we just have a nice, simple show where everybody just kind of like very matter-of-factly goes about their business and we don't have to interject some other person into it? Like, no, we don't have to have Q coming in and just doing Q stuff at all times. He's good in small doses. Uh, no, I don't need the original Voyage cast to show up because, I mean, look, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's Chakotay in command with Tom Paris and Bologna Torres in the, you know, in the engineering room and, you know, flipping <laughs> Harry Kim's here and they're all here and, and it's all a big reunion. Whatever. I don't care what rank he is. <laughs> I, no, it, it, it just, it, I, I don't really understand why we need him, but to, to your point, I mean, if it were if it were me writing the show, which nobody's asking me <laughs> to do that, I would say they're they're off the planet next episode through their own ingenuity. That would be a really cool thing for a Nickelodeon show geared towards kids. That would be a great message for kids. It's like, hey, they worked their way out of it. Here was their solution, and now they're off the terror planet that probably just scared you, little yeah, five-year-old. Yeah. I, I think, I think, <laughs> I think that's the best thing. I think if they, the kids getting rescued, I think, you know, to me, doesn't fit the message of the show. That like, hey, these kids, yeah, they might be kids, but they can learn. And they get they're capable of overcoming these obstacles right yeah they're gonna have a little bit of help they're gonna have the hologram janeway training them but they're doing most of it themselves just like they did last week so i think bringing in another ship i think would be wrong i'm not saying that's not what's gonna happen but i don't also don't yeah. want it to happen too quickly right sometimes i mean Sometimes yeah. things happen too quickly, and if they're off this planet by the end of next episode, would that be too fast? I know, I know, the show probably doesn't want to camp right here because we've got a big galaxy to explore, and there are lots of things we can do out there. But I, I, I would, I wouldn't mind two more episodes on this on this planet, right? You know. Four, five, and six, and then we're out in space for the next four after that. Well, and then, and just one other thing I'd add in there. So I, we had all, or, and I, I know I had said something about like you know Gwen kind of possibly being a part of the crew, and the only, and again maybe it's just because I'm late and I can't like 
over theorize or overthink it enough. But the only the only thing that I can think about that would make her a part of the crew is if she discovers her father's design for the ship and it's nefarious enough for her to turn away from her father, which would require more time, conceivably, and probably her father and, you know, robot Vader guy to show up. Or Grievous. Yeah. Wrong name. Yeah. Robot Grievous to show up, and then they have to get away. So I feel like father will show up she'll have to be confronted with the truth of why he wants the ship and then maybe she'll break out her friends they steal the ship back go off and do yeah but that also time. feels like a season finale storyline to me right sure that just yeah, screams yeah, season yeah. finale storyline. Yeah. yeah but i think this yeah, is the problem probably. but i think this is the problem and and it's just that it's it it we've talked about this. It's the time in which we are, we we're, we're living in when it comes to media and entertainment, is we have these ten episode seasons, so it makes it, it it makes it challenging in one way to tell a story, but easy in another to tell a story, right? Like you have you're you're very constrained to get from your your beginning and your conclusion in just ten. 24 minute episodes basically yeah. 240 minutes yeah. right I mean, it's good just grief the Lord of the Rings extended version one movie <laughs> <laughs> that's the extended version really? I mean the Lord, the Return of the King is 250 <laughs> minutes 4 hours and 10 minutes long right. I got wow. that memorized anyway so anyway um Good point. Some good points, certainly. Um, and you know, either we'll get the conclusion next week or the following week. But I mean, this is certainly part one of of this story um, on this planet. So um, let's go ahead and unless you guys have any burning issues um, or stuff that you need to talk about regarding the episode, let's move into our evaluation portion of this episode. So um, Delta, how are we looking with? Um, with either command, science, or engineering. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if we're there yet. Like, I think David made this point last week, right? We're not there where we're good enough in the command. We're not there where we're good enough in the science or the engineering or the the technology, right? We're still learning that, and so I'm not sure if I see a whole lot of, you know using the science yet right we're we're on an away mission and we're doing a planetary survey so ostensibly we're doing science right we're, we're trying to learn yeah. how to do science we're trying to learn how to use the technology both you know to do our planetary survey and to work the ship with our little montage at the beginning and you know, Dahl is still learning how to command. I think, you know, at the beginning, he still thinks he knows everything. In this episode, he still thinks he knows everything, right? And then he's like, he tries to take credit for everything in a certain sense. Like, yeah, I'm glad I, I'm glad you all came around to see. I'm glad I made the decision for us to come to this planet, <laughs> right? Um, so he's got a lot to learn. And, you know, he takes his comm badge off and he basically leaves the people alone which is not good command but then once he figures no. it out he's like 
I have to go save these people. He's not just like looking out for myself anymore, which I feel like that's a change in him since I feel like we would have seen at the very beginning when we met him, he would have just been out for himself. So maybe that's a little bit of learning the command, learning the leadership. But I, I still, I don't think we're at the point where we're seeing full command, full science, full engineering technology. So I don't know if I'm gonna give out any deltas, maybe like partials for some of the things, but I, I, I just, I'm not sure we're there yet. Okay, how about you, David? Yeah, I mean, we're basically in kindergarten where they give you like apple stickers and star stickers and and <laughs> S minus pluses and, you know, like grades that don't really matter or make much sense. Um, so, yeah, but but Eric's I, I think he's, you know, pretty spot on. It's you know, it's like it's the academy. I mean, they're they're learning, but they're not quite there yet. I mean, the biggest thing in engineering was that they learned the wonders of autopilot. <laughs> Ooh, the ship flies itself. <laughs> you know? uh, but I do appreciate that Dell. You know, he he did uh, he did come back to you know save the crew once he kind of re- realizes what he what was going on. But he just went off half cocked. They all literally went their own separate ways. That's not what you do on an away mission. No. Um, and even Gwen, you know, she uh, saved uh, Murph. You know why I mean it's D Bradley Baker so that's good enough for me absolutely but, but yeah it they're 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 little pieces they're piecing it together um, you know they're learning how to use the the tricord the tricorders and and you know but not quite really fine-tuned you know it's it's all very surface level so yeah I mean we're, we're at like what Maybe an eighth, eighth of a delta per delta. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, it's like a nice little apple sticker. It's like, good job, you did it. Is it scratch and sniff? Please tell me it's scratch I, and sniff. I mean, it might be. You, oh, you have to, you have to well enough to get your apple sticker. <sighs> Never getting a sticker. I'll send you one in the mail. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. All right. So, the one, the, I, I hear what y'all are saying. The one that I think that probably comes in the most clear to me of, of the three is science. Um, not, not just because like we're getting like the, the mission briefing on how to use a freaking tricorder, but like y- you have zero. I think zero is the one that's doing, uh, perhaps the most in that area uh, with, with like scanning. And by the way, whenever, uh, Rock Talk said life forms. I was just waiting, like, please say it. Please say it. Precious little life forms. Please say it. Please say it. I just love scanning for life forms. Life forms. Tiny little life forms. Little life forms. Where are you? Where are you? Okay, enough of that. I was just waiting for that. I'm like, that's got to be an Easter egg if they're going to actually do that. Please do it. And they didn't do it. They didn't. They didn't. It's fine. It's fine. But um, but having Zero do that, um, I liked. And then um, a combination of Dal and like the realizations of these aren't bunnies. This isn't a pot of stew, right? That that we're seeing. Just like how that all kind of came together. 
I think for me, science was the one that was the most on display, which I liked. I liked the fact that we got to focus to an extent on this science angle in this particular episode, especially compared to a lot of other um, Trek shows and Trek episodes that we've been seeing uh, recently. So um, let's go ahead and, and move on into the numerical rating. So one to 10, one being a dumpster fire, 10 being absolutely amazing. What do we got guys? Well, I, I, like I said, I'm I'm enjoying this show. I really am. Um, it's so much better than Lower Decks. Like, I mean, I'm just I'm not gonna apologize for saying that. It's so much better. And I know we're four episodes in, right? As opposed to twenty for Lower Decks, but it's it's just it's just better. And I'm enjoying it. Like, I'm sitting down to watch it. I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm looking forward to watching it a second time. And it just feels like Star Trek to me, right? I, yeah, there were things that were very similar to other Star Trek we've seen in the past, right? The living planet, the thing that makes you hallucinate, right? We've seen all of that. But it just feels like good Star Trek to me. And, and I like the fact that we're learning. We're not perfect human beings, right? I know the original series right. crew is essentially perfect, right? The TNG crew is essentially perfect, right? So I like, I like that we're learning. And I, I just, I enjoy it. And I mean, is this my favorite episode that we've done so far? Probably, because it feels more like Star Trek. But I love last week's episode too. I, I totally don't remember what I rated last week's episode. I think we were all pretty high on it and right around the same, but like 7.7 okay, like, is what you gave I it. Mean, I feel like I might give this episode like an eight. I just, I enjoyed it. It's not, it's not the greatest thing ever, but I'm just enjoying it. And that's something that I haven't said about, you know, much of this new Trek that we've been talking about for the past year and a half two yeah. years or whatever yeah it's fun how about you david yeah it, it is very much more fun it's not uh, hyper mile a minute where i either have to pause and re-go back over stuff if i want to catch the 10 million references or take a shot of ritalin one of the two for me to slow it down enough to actually figure out what the point is, it flows like an actual show should. You know, it, it has a beginning, a middle, and an end, or a cliffhanger in this case. But, I mean, it, I can't tell you how, how refreshing it is to have a show that just wants to be its own thing. You know, it doesn't want to take up a cause it doesn't have to be some you know whatever 10 12 14 episode arc of the same thing it doesn't have to be a running gag or a joke or a punchline it just legitimately wants to settle down and be uh, a reasonably good show and and at the beginning of the episode i wasn't dogging the fact that it you know effectively borrowed uh, a, a scenario we've seen before a few times the fact is, this is a, an untrained crew in space for the first time, uh, like Enterprise. And that was the first away mission 
uh, or the, the first, well, like attempt at like shore leave uh, that they that they tried, and it didn't work out for them. And it, it's it's a very similar thing. So it kind of like draws on, you know, Enterprise new to the universe. They're going out for the first time in human history, and they have to learn by doing and making mistakes. It's the same kind of thing that they have here. So those kind of references, I actually like a lot. I like it a lot more than, you know, having a woman in the background with a visor like Jordy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, look, yeah, she's got a, a visor. Cool. Um, but uh, I also kind of like that they got a little creepier with it, you know? It was, it, it felt like, um, what's the episode called with the oil monster who killed Tashiar? Skin of Evil. Skin of Evil is kind of like, kind of scary when you think about it. That that actually has some impact. I mean, it, it's a giant oil monster that will kill you. You know what I mean? And it did. It it, it did what it said it was gonna do. It's playing with you. Um, so as much as it's maybe a little bit much for a Nickelodeon show for little kids, which I actually I was gonna ask, how did your daughter like it? So she, um, well. I know it. she gives her. I know she gives her sort of, you know, her her, her ratings and everything, but uh, her little her little exposition. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I, I. But uh, but anyway, I'm, I I like what they did. I like what they did with it overall. Um, what what did I give last week's episode, Chase? An eight, solid eight. An eight. Okay. Um. I don't know if I don't know if I liked it better than last week's episode or equal than last week's episode. I'm gonna give it an 8.1 in the hopes that the payoff for this is really good. I'm usually very hesitant to rate anything very high on a two-part until I see the two-parter, uh, but I'll give it an 8.1 with fingers crossed. Very good, very good. Yeah, my my daughter did enjoy this particular episode. And uh, by the way, just to clarify, eight one is that eight point zero one or is that eight point one zero? Eight point one. Okay. I, I don't need yeah, to go I, that for a smidge okay. better than last week's episode. Just a smidge. <laughs> just, I'm just asking. That's so petty. That's just, just such asking. a petty rating. <laughs> um, I eight like point this. zero 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 one, Chase. <laughs> Great. Now we're okay. We're dealing with like P values and alphas and you know, yeah. If P is low, H right. must go. <laughs> For you stats people out there. So, uh, yeah, no, don't don't talk stats, man. I, I'm I'm in a day with my quantitative okay. research. All right, right Chase, now. what did alone, you think okay? of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we never ask you that. You're always like you ask us, and then you're just like, oh, and then when you get to it, you're like, well, now I'll go. But we never ask you. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for being so courteous, Eric. Appreciate it. Um, I did enjoy this episode. I did do a little bit of an eye roll whenever I saw the Argo Jr. Um, show up in the in the launch bay. Um, just because I'm like, why? Why not just use like a shuttlecraft? You can fly it, you know, easy. Like, just just fly it or just transport. Like, why? Why? Um, I did think it was a little creepy. Um, like with like the freaky Janeway, the the freaky Diviner, and then a bunch of other stuff. Um, I didn't like it 
I'm, I'm, I'm like with, with David. I liked it, but I didn't like it, I don't think, more than last week's episode. Um, I did watch it twice. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I'm glad I, I'm actually really glad that I watched this before I watched it with the family just because I knew what was coming and I could like kind of watch out from like my daughter who's younger than seven, which this is rated for Y7. Um, she did, she did get a little scared, um, just very briefly, but, um, I thought, I thought it was good. Like, I mean, I, I really, I don't know why I liked zero with a tricorder as much as I did, but like just zero, like that was just like those standout moments for me, uh, was just zero with a tricorder, like getting really excited about like the readings that they were coming across. I just, I love that. And it's, it seems so, it's so silly to say that out loud, but I just really love that. Um, and seeing that, cause I don't really, I don't think we've been getting that. Um, I haven't been getting that from the other Star Trek shows that we've been watching. Um, not as clearly as what I was seeing with zero. So, with this, I think I'm going to have to go back to um, to what I, I gave the, the series premiere. I'm just going to go with like just a solid eight on this. It's a good episode. And um, like y'all, I mean, I want to see how, how this pans out, like with the conclusion, whether it's next episode or the following episode, um, which I'll give y'all an out. Um, if y'all want to, if y'all want to tweak and modify these ratings after we have the full story, I'll allow it this time. Um, so as of right now, we have Eric at an eight, David at an eight one, and me at an eight as well. So there we go, gang. There we go. Um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and and um, hear the the cadets' um, opinion of the episode. So here we go. It started good at the episode at Rock Talk. It's good and it's pretty. A good episode. Rock Talk. What about Rock Talk? He's really good and nice and he likes bunnies. With that, um, again, you guys know that there's going to be a poll. So we have we have a Twitter poll. And this one's a little different, um, just because um, it's it's not like directly connected to the show. But uh, this is a very quick poll that we did uh, that is actually going to kind of impact uh, what we do in terms of like future uh, discussion episodes. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work exactly. We still have to figure it out ourselves, but. Um, the poll was with with um, hashtag Star Trek Discovery and hashtag Star Trek Prodigy being on at the same time for a few weeks. Would you like big reaction episodes with both being covered or separate? So the option was together or or separate. And um, sixty percent of the vote was to keep them separate, and forty percent to put them together. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that poll result? Result and and what it came up with. I mean, it makes it easier to it makes with it discussing... easier to keep my own thoughts separate rather than than putting them together and potentially being like, "Hey, you know when I watched this episode an hour ago and then I watched this episode like yesterday and then 
then remember how I really like yesterday's and not this? Why can't today's episode have done this that yesterday's? And I would want to like <laughs> put the two together. So I think like keeping my thoughts separate would be easier and better for me. And okay. and you know, supersized episodes. We I mean Chase, you and I have recorded a few supersized episodes. <laughs> yeah, we have. I mean, like yeah, you we know, have. I mean, there are certain times when you're, you know, driving to Arkansas when you need a supersized episode, right? <laughs> That's true. But That's the other true. times where you're at the gym for an hour and you just want something gym-sized, right? That's right. That's right. Gym size. <laughs> something gym size, so extra <laughs> swole. <laughs> Gotta listen to this podcast so I can finish my reps. <laughs> what, what, what do you think, David? Oh, um, I mean, I, I, I think the normal podcast length for most people is usually right around. It's like between an hour and an hour and a half. I will say this. If we wind up condensing both of those into one episode, there is no way it will ever be an optimum podcast range. It will be a long thing. And I'll also probably say that if one is particularly not fun, it can rub off on the other. Sure. You know what I mean? So you kind of have that sort of quality of life thing going on there. So if Prodigy really kicks the bucket one week, well, actually, I probably should reverse that because it's more realistic. So if Discovery really <laughs> kicks the bucket one week, <laughs> then it affects what you think of Prodigy. You know what I mean? Or if Prodigy's super good and then, like, Discovery's not so good and then we're trying to be nice, you know? Yeah. I mean, I gotta, I have to be as honest as possible. Hey, listen. Discovery. listen That's Discovery right. came out of, the, out of the gate sharp last season. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it might come out of the gate sharp this yeah, season. Yeah, true. Yeah, just as long as it doesn't dull over time. Look, man, there's already like three different uniforms for freaking Discovery uh, hey, listen, season four, hey, and hey, I don't know how I feel about that. that. Yeah. Next week, next week, just one more week before Let's Fly. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, really, it all boils down to this, Chase. How much editing do you want to do? See, that's that's the thing. How much editing do I really want to do? So the way thing I mean, the way things they are as of right now, at the time this is been being recorded, um I've typically been releasing these episodes on Tuesdays. Um, just to give me a little extra time to, you know, get a, get this recorded, get it edited, um, and all the other stuff and populated um on all the places it needs to be populated. If we if we do go down this road of doing like Prodigy um, and Discovery separately, or even like any other overlap like that, we there would have to be like a dedicated day for one or the other while we're while we're doing like this double dipping while we're doing this this sort of thing. So. I've, I've been trying to, I'm just kind of like thinking and processing out loud right now. And I don't know how good that actually is, but like I've been 
part of the reason I've been doing like Sundays is, or or Sundays or Tuesdays or whatever it might be, is to give like a couple day breather between episodes so that you're not just inundated um, with with episodes. Like if you're just constantly getting new episodes, like I'm just curious, like how much of it you're actually listening to. I mean, you can listen to it whenever. I don't know. That's just my thought process. So, um, I don't know. I'm thinking out loud here. That probably made no sense. I should shut up. No, I understand what you're saying. But, yeah. I mean, I think David, like, um, I don't know if you still do it, but at least I think at one point you were doing, um, with your Star Wars podcast, Contingency Plan, you were doing, I think Mondays was like, like the main content episode, I believe, or whatever you call it. And then like Wednesdays was like your power half hour type of thing, like your mini-esque episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah, that didn't last very long. But, but yes, still, like, I did do that. But yeah, you did do that. Yeah. So like one, I don't want to get burnt out uh, with it. But at the same time, like I do want to be able to have an actual discussion on it and not feel stressed, not feel pressured about like, all right, well, we only got this amount of time that we get to talk about Prodigy or we only have this amount of time that we get to talk about Discovery because we got to hit certain time frames. So, uh, I mean, fortunately, this is only going to be for, you know, five weeks, five, six weeks, something like that, right? Yeah, because this was, yeah. Um, we're going to be coming in like right at the halfway point for Prodigy, the beginning point of, of, Dis- of Discovery, so... The overlap's only going to be for about a month, so it really shouldn't be that bad. That's our problem, not not the listener's problem. <laughs> and then the guys got to got to decide if they want to do it. Otherwise, it's just going to be me rambling with myself, and that's that's going to be great. Oh, I mean, uh, Eric I mean, red listen, cardigan. There's there's only a few things that would make me take my shuttlecraft and go home, like like okay, leave the mirror universe behind, right? We don't need any more of that. If you kill a character, be content with your decision to kill a character, right? And too many sex jokes. But I don't think Discovery's made many sex jokes. So I'm I think we're safe there. I think we are too. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. The uh the last episode of of uh this show prodigy is supposed to be um, dropping on or the last air date um is going to be december 23rd so that's going to put us right at christmas for um for the season finale of prodigy uh which is going to put us uh right about the halfway mark for for um discovery so anyway that's that we've we've rambled long enough so just keep um I guess we'll find out what happens next week um, since we're out of the two episodes next week. <laughs> and the guys are about to either love me or hate me or both. It'll be great. All right, everyone. What did y'all think of this episode? Um, did you like it? Um, was this your favorite one so far? Um, what did you think of um, of how it progressed? And what are your expectations for um, the conclusion of this particular storyline? Let us know. Leave a comment. Um wherever you listen, uh, send us an email. You can get in contact with us, learn about, learn more about us, suggest stuff. 
Leave your opinion all at our website um, under the Handling Frequencies tab at trtvpod.com um, where you can learn about the show, you can learn about how to support us, ways to connect with us. Um, tell a friend. Uh, we're on we're on all the socials at trtvpod. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, we are, we are. I mean, if you haven't been listening, um, we have been putting up uh, Twitter polls. So make sure that you're at least following us on Twitter so that you can you know, voice your opinion on stuff, leave a comment, retweet it, stuff like that. Have a good time. If you want to get in contact with us directly, apart from the website, you can send us an email, uh, trtvpod at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice-only transmission to 817-752-4757. There's a three-minute limit. And um, if you aren't quick, well, the psychedelic weeds are going to come after you. And it's going to be awkward. Uh, Apart from that, um, if you want to mail us something like a sweet digital, you know, type one phaser or a really sweet, excellent looking tricorder. We would love that. Uh, we're a little short on cash, but we would love that. Uh, PO box two, four, five, five, Azel, Texas, seven, six, zero, nine, eight is how you can get it to us. Um, so anyways, as we leave here today, may you always remember to boldly go and make it so. Mm-hmm.